1990, a trio of thieves pulled off an elaborate bank robbery in the heart of New York City, only to find themselves beset by a series of complications as they attempted to flee the city with their ill-gotten gains. Today on the podcast, quick change. Will you rob a bank with me? I will, Grim. I will. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. Hello again, I'm Claire and I'm joined as always by Brad and Tammy. Hello. Yeah. Hey. How are we doing on this fine day? I mean, okay. We're going to talk about a crime, so... It's our favourite thing. Indeed. Oh, yeah. I mean... Talking I don't, about I don't, crimes, not performing crimes. Yeah, I don't know if I like saying mm-hmm. it like that, but, you know... Uh, so yeah, this this week it's interesting. It's an interesting documentary that that we all watched, which was the uh, documentary Quick Change, and it's we're gonna get into it a little deeper. But I knew it was about a bank robbery. I had never seen it before. Uh, but really, we're gonna say this this episode is about the podcast versus the entire city of New York. Yeah, have we Indeed. put a whole city? On well, we did put the townspeople of Pottersville on yeah. Yeah, trial, but it wasn't the town and the parents no. of Elm Street. So, but now yeah. uh, we even done a city. Yeah, yeah. So this is soon. It will be the world. Yeah, when we oh. were talking about it, you know, before we started recording, we were like, "Wow, are we really going to put a whole city on?" You know, we're gonna we're gonna be the podcast versus an entire city. And yes, yes, uh, listeners, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, um. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'll check with you guys. None of us had seen this documentary before. No. 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 Yeah, so. We randomly found out about it the other day on our other podcast. Yeah, that, that happens sometimes. You know, we hear about something and we're like, oh, I had never heard of that crime before. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess let's put it on our crime list. Because <laughs> that's what we got, guys. We got a crime list going. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Always. There's oh, so well, many. <laughs> listen, the, the docket is is backed up, but you know, sometimes you, you find it about a new crime, got to put it on the docket. Yeah, you got to push it ahead of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, delve into the things we learned in this documentary. So again, the documentary is called Quick Change, and really, it is about a bank robbery, and so. I think going in, I initially thought like, oh, well, clearly we're going to talk about like maybe the bank robbers being on trial or, you know, like that's the crime. But um, no, no, not at all. I mean, that's, that's I guess depending on who you're talking to, but you're talking yeah. to absolutely true, true crime, a deadly serious podcast, uh, you know, podcasters. And, and for us, that's not the crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's, I guess we'll start with the actual bank robbers. And then mm-hmm. we'll go into uh, the various things they came across uh, in their after their bank robbery, really, um, and why the city just kept trying to stop them at every turn. Yeah, the city is a menace. Yeah, it's a menace. Or Thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, um, well, I'll be the judge of that later on. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about uh, these folks. So first, um, the three bank. There's three bank robbers. Which hey, you know, you get a team together, right? Big bank robbery. There's three of us. There's three. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> so, um. So it's Grim, Phyllis, and Loomis. So Grim and Phyllis are actually dating. Yeah. They're, they're a couple. And Loomis is their friend. And they decide to go ahead and rob a bank. Um, 
They've been planning it for a long time, like six months, I think they said. Yeah, and I think they mentioned where Grimm worked at one point, but I did not write it down, so now I don't remember. Um, goodness gracious, you'd think I'd... I, yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah, uh, but they did mention it, and so I'm a bad po- podcaster, and I didn't write it down, so... <laughs> I, I believe it was some state um, yeah. office. So. Yeah, because mm. and that, that's kind of, I guess, how they kind of knew about the different areas of like the bank and the way the police station would work and handle the situation. So there was, they kind of had like a little bit of inside knowledge that maybe your average person on the street wouldn't know. So the way that they decided to handle this bank robbery is uh, Loomis and Phyllis were inside the bank and Grimm dressed up as a clown. It's his first crime. (laughs) But being a clown? Yes. Wow. (laughs) There's only ever been one good clown ever. And that's my dear, dear co-host Brad. Thank you. I was a clown for the state. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The most lovable clown. Oh. Aww. <laughs> you could have been a bank robbing clown, Brad, I, I, and then I, I would have really looked up to you at that point. That's <laughs> true. You last down. But yeah, so they they go ahead. They you know nobody suspects a clown. Although I feel like I would have su- suspected. A clown. I would absolutely. I mean, let's talk about our previous case that we covered. Uh, the podcast versus Pennywise the clown. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, clowns. You can't trust them. And There's also uh, a fair amount of documentaries about the Joker. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So. There was that documentary that was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there's that movie Gacy, but not a documentary. Mm-hmm. There was also a uh, documentary called Clown as well, which I think mm-hmm. you've seen, Brad. I have not, but I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, saying. Can't, can't trust a clown. Well. Except for Brad. I don't... So he's... So Grimm is like, okay, in the clown outfit, right in the subway, going to the bank. And like, you know, he's, nobody's paying attention to this clown. But I feel like if I were riding the subway with a clown, like I would do everything to avoid being near this clown. Yeah. Yeah. If I was in that carriage with a clown, I'd be pulling the emergency stop. Yeah. And I'd be like, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. And screaming and jumping out onto the the tracks and running away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's very upsetting. Also, because this this makeup is very upsetting to me as well. I did not like it. it, it his bald cap with the small amounts of hair was upsetting yeah, to I, me. Yeah, I don't no. like it. The little tiny hat. I. It's no. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, but even early on, like these are the things, guys. When we're talking about the city of New York, these are the, the people in New York are not afraid of clowns. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a, yeah. you can hear the three of us. All would be suspicious and afraid of a clown. City of New York, not so much. Hmm. Um, There's criminals everywhere. There's criminals everywhere. Yeah, including these random guys walking around with fur jackets. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. long fur coats. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, So, I mean, it's 1990. Foot clans uh, in operation at this point. Mm -hmm. Like all kinds of criminals running around. And I will give it to Grim. Grim also the has clan, the hand clan as well, Brad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'll, yeah. I'll give it to Grim though because he was carrying around a bunch of balloons through the subway on the street, walking around, and they lasted. None of them popped. So I'm like, yeah, are these magic impressive. balloons you had? I like, I don't understand how none of these balloons popped. It's true. Um, but yeah, he gets to the bank and immediately shows that he is just strapped with bombs. Yeah. And has a gun. And has a gun. A yeah. teeny tiny gun. Yeah. 
but he does fire off the gun immediately, so he's not he's yeah. not afraid to use this gun. And I will say, but the... no one takes him seriously at first when he says he's going to rock because he's a guy dressed as a clown. And exactly, also New York. Yeah. Um, the and so the clocking mechanism on his uh, um uh, his his uh, uh, bomb is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, little uh, portable like. It's that old-timey, like, 70s or 80s, like, portable travel alarm clock that I feel like everyone had <laughs> back then. Um, my grandparents had, like, three of them. <laughs> and genuinely, the most upsetting alarm clock ever made. Oh. So, somehow so loud. So loud, so startling. Why did they have three? I, I, well, I guess they would probably for all the kids, because they had four kids, so. Oh, fair enough. Maybe that's just what they had. I don't know. I just remember that uh, that thing, if, like, if I, if I had to set that alarm clock, it was, I, it was sheer terror waking up to that thing. It is, <laughs> I, like, the, I don't know how that alarm clock existed. Like, all alarm clocks are terrifying and upsetting. Yeah. Um, of course, they wake you up. And but that thing was a fucking nightmare. Wow. And, and where did they sell that in this in this documentary? In New York. Yeah. New York sold this alarm clock. This mm-hmm. is disturbing. Yeah, because I've never seen clock. this alarm clock, so maybe this oh. is just an American thing. Man. My alarm clock's delightful. It plays me ACDC when I wake up. It's a good way to start the day. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> a bit um, of classic rock <laughs> and i will say this one thing and i know uh we do for those who only listen to us on absolutely true true crime a deadly series podcast we do have another podcast and we uh tend to do a fashion podcast which is what we're doing now um and so we won't spend time because this is different venue so we won't spend time talking a lot about the fashions however i will say it was jarring to watch a 90s documentary yeah <laughs> So that's all I'm going to say. There's just a lot going on throughout the documentary that I'm like, oh, the 90s, you're here in my face. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> I are. Um, yeah. And just so many people in this bank. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we've got... Um, now, of course, we've watched the entire documentary, so we know we see Phyllis and we see Loomis in the bank as well. They're, but they're in costume. They're in disguise, if you will. And very wiggy wigs. Very wiggy wigs, facial hair, everything. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, he goes ahead, he, he actually uses the gun, fires into the air, and now everyone realizes, like, oh, I guess this bank really is being robbed. Um, so you got police showing up and trying to direct people, like, away from the street, and uh, Grimm decides to put everybody, like, I guess this is a safe yeah, the, all the yeah, hostages, yeah, including Phyllis and Loomis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's also a hot dog vendors that are trying to capitalize on this. Oh yeah, <laughs> good on them. <laughs> I mean, it's a Fuck. it's a real show outside. Yeah, you know, never, let, never let a sh- um, an opportunity go to waste. Yeah, yeah, because exactly. like, those hot dog vendors they're they're there to service. So. Uh, Grimm is, you know, talking to some folks and, and has the bank manager out there and everything and definitely trying to get him to talk to the police. And it's a, it's a whole standoff. It is now officially a standoff with all the hostages sitting in the vault. And he has some demands. Yeah. Um, also, L- Loomis is doing all of his acting and having a Ugh. real breakdown. <laughs> If I was stuck in this safe with this guy, Loomis, 
I would have been begging just to be like, I'd, I'd just be like, just shoot this guy, please. Like, just please. I, I can't. Yeah. Or I'd, do, I'd just grab the gun and shoot myself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because, yeah, he's... I I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not sure. I actually don't... Because, you know, in the documentary, we're going to spend a lot of time with, with Grim Phyllis and Loomis. And I don't know how Loomis is friends with either one of these people. I have no clue either. Uh, yeah, I, I... I was hoping you guys could tell. I yeah I don't really I'm not really sure because at first I thought maybe it was like they were like Loomis and Grimm were brothers yeah or Loomis and Phyllis or yeah I thought maybe yeah. there was a family connection there I don't know like uh, Loomis gets a, a head injury pretty early on and I feel like maybe that accounts for a lot but still. I didn't even notice. <laughs> That he got a head injury. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I know, I know, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a major um, plot of the, of the film. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, this Basically, guy, what I, Claire's I, trying to say is she didn't notice a difference. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> Who didn't um, get a, a head injury, though, is uh, um, this cop wearing the, the stripes and checkered uh, um, jacket. Um, it's very upsetting. Sorry, I know we're yeah. not a fashion podcast currently, but um, this younger cop, I, fuck yeah. off. This yeah, younger cop and the, I'm assuming that's like the chief of police or whatever. They've got a very odd relationship. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some hand holding going on later on that i'm just like what what did i miss something did i, did I miss a meet cute situation what happened <laughs> it happened before this documentary started uh, yeah we, we need yeah. a documentary to explain that yeah um but yeah so uh grim is doing things like he's shooting like the cameras on the inside of the bank and that kind of stuff and he's got all kinds of demands but honestly all he's doing is just wasting time because he his plan is to get away with money yeah. He doesn't actually want anything, but the yeah, longer... his demands are ridiculous, like a helicopter and a, a yacht, was that one No, it's a helicopter, a helicopter, two motorcycles, a bus, and a oh, monster bus, yeah. truck. That was it. As, as one normally wants. <laughs> yeah, and he wants it in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it really is just like, it's whatever. He's just asking for the most ridiculous stuff that seems like it would probably take a lot of time to get, and so he can have more time. Um... So eventually, as an act of good faith, he's going to go ahead and send out a hostage. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lets every... Well, first of all, one of, of course, one of the Richie Rich guys in the bank is like, well, you should just let me go. And tries to, like, bribe him. Just as, mm-hmm. He's like, again, New York, guys, New York. <laughs> just terrible. Um, yeah, that guy is just such a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who he he lets the people decide. He says, "Okay, who let let the people decide which, who which is going to." Which one of you to... guys is the most annoying? Well, yeah, and I want to say, doesn't Loomis even like get sick and everything? Isn't he like just yeah. being super yeah. gross? Like it's just he's just terrible, and so everyone's like, "Yeah, get rid of that guy. <laughs> let mm-hmm. that guy go." <laughs> um, so he goes ahead and lets him go, which is exciting uh, for Loomis. Mm-hmm. Numis is very excited. Yeah. Um, and then the next set of hostages he's going to let go is himself dressed in another disguise and Phyllis in her disguise. His disguise is so crazy. Yeah. Like, he looks like a cartoon character. Yeah. 
I think that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, feel like that would bring more suspicion from the police, you know? You'd stand out a lot more. Yeah, but you're just thinking about the guy with the, you know, the crazy beard and... That's true. Yeah, I think what the the idea is these disguises are going to look so crazy that it's like that's what the focus is going to be on. So they can't determine what they actually look up, look like mm. under those crazy disguises. Yeah. Um, and I do like Phyllis's wig, though. I think she looks good as a, oh, yeah. a blonde. Yeah, definitely. You know, on a personal note, Phyllis is very attractive. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very difficult to get past that in some of the scenes <laughs> in this documentary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they're out and then nobody is sitting in there. But everyone, like all the police and everything, all, all the bystanders are standing outside just waiting for the next thing to happen. Being a load of curtain twitches. No. Watch no, your Claire. language, Claire. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> Being a load of looky-loos. Um, so, theoretically, what's, what seemingly happens is our bank robbers, who have really done an ingenious plan, <laughs> Have mm-hmm. just pulled it off and gotten away. Yeah, oh. yeah. And now Fucking... a big thing here is that uh, our our police chief here he's 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 nearing retirement. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so he wants to you know he wants to go out on a high note. So he's you know he of course he doesn't want anything to go wrong here. He's being very cautious and uh, also seemingly I don't know not not really paying attention because uh, he lets these uh, bank robbers uh, get by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he do- he doesn't know that at first, which is also why we think these bank robbers are kind of going to get away. Um, but you know what stops them? And I was very excited. Look, I am I'm good. I'm down for a good scam. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're if you're stealing from the rich, do it. Do it. Absolutely. I'm be- behind you 110%. So, when I'm watching this documentary and at first, I was like, well, this is going to be a very quick documentary, and I don't know who we're going to put on trial because this is bank robbery, and I love these people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, maybe Loomis because he's annoying. I was very, you oh, know. guilty. Yeah. And then I saw how much time I had left, and I'm like, well, what, what is going on in this documentary? <laughs> um, guys, all they had to do was to get themselves to the airport, and the city of New York stopped them at every turn. Well, it does. Attempted to attempted to um but yeah so they first get away and um grim calls the police captain from a payphone and pretending that he's still inside the bank and is now asking for other things and saying you brought me the wrong helicopter or whatever it's so wild seeing this documentary sorry tammy Mm -hmm. the fact that this is before cell phones and everything that would completely end any of this you know yeah you would not be able to do this scheme now I think the way banks work too. Uh, I don't oh, yeah. think you mm-hmm. can do this the same way either. Yeah. I think banks have more than one camera in them as well. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything has more than one camera now. Everything has a billion oh, yeah. cameras everywhere. I, I live in, in the most, including uh, every the, person having a camera. Yeah. So it's just. <laughs> oh, yeah, I live in the country with the most CCTV in the world. Oh. I'm being filmed right now. There's Whoa. one on my CV. Whoa. That's very creepy. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, that's no gun. I mean, who knows? Maybe we're being filmed too, Brad. I don't know. But uh, ah. if I'm, I'm filming you guys as well. Oh no. God, no! <laughs> through, through my computer. <laughs> you know what? This is. We're about to change this. We're putting Claire on trial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop filming us, Claire. 
absolute criminal. <laughs> All right. So the only problem is when he calls the captain, uh, Loomis is in the car and accidentally hits the horn. And so now the captain is a little suspicious. Yeah. Although when we hear this call back, when they play it back, this horn is so quiet. <laughs> yeah. Like it could have easily been outside the bank, you know? Well, yeah, but it couldn't have been because then they would have known because they're all they standing out. Yeah, yeah, they, they would have no. heard it. So the fact that it's not, they didn't hear it, but they heard it on the phone tells them like, mm-hmm. oh, they're not there. Um, but, you know, I was watching this with my family and it bring, it comes up when they're talking too. But, you know, Josie was even like, well, that could have been like, he's a clown. That could have been like his nose horn. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, they even say been, that. Yeah, like, yeah. It could be literally anything. Yeah. It could have been someone in the background going, oh, it could have been a sea lion. (laughs) (laughs) Did you also kidnap a sea lion? (laughs) No. The the thing that I find uh, bizarre is the, yeah, it could be any sound, but um, our fucking old police chief is like, no, I think that was a car horn. I think they've gotten away. Yeah. But he doesn't really have any evidence for that. And then he storms into the bank with all the cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if he was wrong, like, he yeah. would put everyone in danger. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, this police cop, this, this chief, whatever his title is, um, he reminds me of like a very old school method of policing. Uh, mm-hmm. So just like, oh, I've got a gut feeling about this and we're going to, we're just going to do what I say. And it's just like, that's not safe for anybody. Wait, wait, wait. So you're talking about like an old form of policing where cops just do whatever they want based on whatever they feel like doing? Well, <laughs> now cops just do it militarized, whereas this guy didn't seem to have much on oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> this, by the way, is uh, so call him out um, so you can like look into any other evidence you can find about this guy, listeners. This was Chief Rotzinger. He was the chief of the New York City Police Thank Department. You. Thank yes. you. She's a chief. Okay. Yeah, I was like, Rutzinger. I don't know. Rutzinger. Well, he's probably dead now. This was, this was came oh, out yeah, in the 90s, yeah. so yeah, good riddance. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm not sad about it. I'm just stating stating what my opinion of the facts are. <laughs> um, but either way, it's like okay, even if he thinks like they're not there and he's going to take everyone in, it's like our bank robbers, at the, our little trio, should have been able to just get to the airport and get out of there with plenty of time. Uh, before they figured this out um but it just doesn't go down that way first of all loomis feels terrible feels he's already he's ruined the whole plan but he's driving them anyway and they want to get on the brooklyn expressway i believe is the the first issue yeah but Um, their city maintenance workers are mm -hmm. are taking down and putting up new signs (laughs) i have no idea where the sign pointed i mean they don't yeah, go ahead. This I, this is highly inappropriate. You should not be changing major street signs in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. This it's should the Brooklyn be, Queens Expressway. Though. Yeah, Thank this should you. be overnight work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think this is a I think this is a problem with the city uh, possibly not wanting to pay the overnight um, salaries for these people. Yeah. Also, why are they designing these signs that have an arrow attached that just spins around? Yeah, great question. Mm-hmm. Like, how often do you need to change where an arrow is pointing on a specific sign? Yeah. Well, and also, like, okay, so these workers say they're not from this area because they, they just asked workers. They're like, okay, well, which way to the 
exit that you're changing. And these workers are like, well, I'm not from around here. But it's like, but you just took down the sign. So you would still like, no, generally speaking, you're going to put up a new sign. I know it's the next day. But like, mm-hmm. where is the new sign going? What direction is that pointing in? Yeah. Again, not helpful, New York. Not helpful. Mm-mm. Like, just, yeah. Um, And the Brooklyn ex- Queens Exchange you know, it it goes from downtown Brooklyn, like through Queens. It's like a big expressway. Yeah, there should well, be more than one sign. Yeah, supposedly in 2021, they actually reduced that expressway down to two lanes. I'm like, what the fuck? That's an expressway. Like, why would you reduce down to two lanes? But anyway, because <laughs> the city's terrible. Um, now I know way too much about the Brooklyn Queens expressway. I know. <laughs> I never wanted to know this much. No, I, I really need never needed to know this much. Um, but yeah, so they're gonna, they're trying to take the expressway. They can't because now that these signs are taken down, they they have no again. If clue they were mobile phones, they could just whip that out and do Google Maps. Yeah, and you know they think they've passed it. Maybe they haven't. They're not sure. They're driving all the way. You know, they're driving all over the place. Um, and while this is all happening, again, the police are are starting to go into the um, bank and realize like, hey, these guys escaped and they just don't even know how they escaped. Mm. Um, and it's just... And meanwhile, they have... They, you think you would keep track of the people that came out of yeah. the hostage situation. Um, but they, they haven't, obviously. No, no one's even noticed that they've slipped away. Yeah, not at all. Um, in the meanwhile, while our trio is still trying to find the expressway, they are running into some some people city of new york what's going on uh they watch two people on bicycles come at each other yeah, they're jousting they do a, oh. a joust yeah oh. an old school new school joust mm-hmm. i mean i i listen i the, maybe this is how you know you can't trust the police to solve your problems in new york maybe you have to solve them with a joust Mm-hmm. i think it looks delightful i'm glad they're bringing back the fine sport of jousting in 1990s New York. But they shouldn't have to, Claire. No. Why not? Some they had to. I think they did it because they enjoy it. Uh, no, people were crying, so I don't. I don't think they enjoyed it. I think they were just in the moment. No, no. Mm-hmm. So our trio definitely does not know where they're at at all. I'm not quite sure how they got so lost, but that's because maybe in New York you don't have good signage. Yeah. Um, they're they're way lost. There's no ways. There's no Google Map. Yeah. Um. So then they end up like stopping because they see a gentleman like uh you know just hanging out on the side of the road and they're like hey maybe that guy knows something and he looks very clean cut. Mm. Um. But to me he looked very serial killerish. But that's I maybe because I watch so much true crime. I don't yeah. know. I did not like the cut of his jib. No. Nope. And um, I think we were right on, Brad, because this guy ended up being a con man completely. Yeah, yeah. Straight up robbed them. Yeah, straight up robbed them. Um, stole their luggage. Didn't Luckily, uh, didn't know about the money that was taped to them, so... But stole... Yeah, yeah. I think he got some of the money, though, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. I think I he just, just got the luggage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. He just stole, like what was out in their trunk but every all the money was actually taped to them so ended up not getting the money um but still that's that's not great hospitality no. i mean you go you no. stop and ask for directions and the person robs you 
Well, I mean, I agree. you know, that's what can happen when, you know, the cops are busy, you know, playing, you know, dress up um, to go hang out at a hostage situation. Yeah, true. Like we, I mean, they've got, they've got gunmen like hanging up, like posted, like forever far away, like just to like sniper shoot this guy. And I'm like, what is the scenario where you're going to be able to, to snipe this guy who's inside a building that you cannot see from where you're stationed? They're going to bend bullets. I mean, this is a waste of resources and clearly there's, there's places where they could be used. Mm -hmm. Yep. Alright, so while this is all happening, while they're being robbed, they the police have gotten all the hostages out, or who they think are all the hostages, but they've already lost three, so. Um, and was this where they found out talking to the one... No, no, they don't find anything out at this point. No, um, I'm just like, they're so stupid, they don't find anything out. Um, so they are like, well, okay, by this time, the police probably figured out that it was us. So we've got to like, you know, maybe we got to change our clothes. We can't because be it's in the same. Loomis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We can't be in the same clothes as we were, you know, especially you and Loomis can't be in the same clothes. Um, so they go back to Phyllis's place, but she's, you know, they, they planned on running away. So she's kind of like, uh, she's in the process she's, of, yeah, um, she's process moving. Yeah. But she's still got some mm-hmm. things there. Um, yes. And then the incoming tenants show up early. Why? Yeah, they're You're, this is not your. Early. Yeah, I don't understand this. Yeah, I, I again, like we need fucking stricter controls on the goddamn landlords because, like, how are you giving people keys early? Yeah. Also, they also the landlords have ridiculously jacked up the rent. Yeah, yeah. So we find out it's, it's very expensive. It's like almost double what they were paying, what yeah. what Phyllis was paying. Um, and again, I know not a fashion podcast, but Phyllis looks amazing. She yeah. always looks amazing. It's really yeah. kind of crazy. Particularly now that wig's off. I know you like that wig, Tammy, but I think um, her natural oh, hair her natural is much better. Is, yeah, but her whole outfit is, like, killer. Like, yeah, that's great. I kind of want that outfit. Um, like, it just all fits her so well. She's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So the tenant, these new tenants come in, and then they think that, that Phyllis is stealing from this apartment. <laughs> So because they've been burgled before, I think like twice or something. He said, "Yeah." But it's like, but you're not supposed to be in this apartment, so yeah, yeah you're technically burglary. Yeah, I also kind of want his seersucker uh, jacket. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty great. Um, but yeah, so they end up while they are being held up by the new tenants, they look outside and Loomis, God, what an idiot, uh, has parked their car in front of a hydrant. Mm-hmm. And so the- we don't have hydrants here, so oh, how do you- I don't understand hydrant. What do you, what do you uh, do etiquette. if there's a what if you, what do they do there if there's a fire? Do they just let it burn? It's... I guess forever. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that. That's how the Great Fire of London started. <laughs> <laughs> they just were like, well, no hydrants. So. Listen, this is a great way to get rid of old buildings. <laughs> <laughs> just let them burn. Yep, that's what we do. I mean, but like, yeah, but what do you guys do yeah. if there's a fire? If there's no fire hydrants, where does just it? Where does the fire department get water? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's a fire and you call the fire department what happens they turn up they unravel their hose from the truck and they put the fire out where does the hose where connect? is the hose yeah huh? with, the hose comes the hose? off the truck there's there's no water in the truck i don't know maybe there is claire 
<laughs> I Maybe I, I love truck. you, but I don't trust you, Claire. Yeah, I don't. This doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> like it doesn't even make any sense what you're saying. <laughs> There's um, <laughs> the British okay, firefighter. So- it goes. It has one of those giant, like, uh, um, like a break room, like the big bottles. They got to screw on the top. Glug yeah. glug glug. <laughs> what they do is they have a giant bottle of soda and they throw a load of Alka-Seltzers in it and it explodes and that puts out the fire. No, we do have them, but they are underground. Okay, yeah, because I just Googled it because I'm like, this doesn't, what you're saying <laughs> makes no sense. Also, so now I I'm very concerned for you if there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm not a driver, so I don't get this whole, obviously don't park in front of a fire hydrant, but... Like, I don't get this whole fire hydrant etiquette thing. I would just think, yeah, don't park in front of a fire hydrant, you know? Yeah. Yeah, basically, you're supposed to leave a certain amount of room around a fire hydrant, so that way, if there is a fire, the fire truck can come and park at least near it to to be able to hook up to the fire hydrant. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's very important to get to the fire hydrant, which thankfully we have learned you also have, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You should also be happy that we learned that information. Yeah. <laughs> oh my well, goodness. I was confused by you guys when I was in San Francisco that you guys, like, like with your traffic lights, your crossings, you don't just have, uh, like, the buttons that you press to cross the road, but you have fire emergency buttons. So a, a, a fire button oh. may have been pressed by accident, thinking it was a traffic button. I don't know. Just what that fire must just is. be in yeah. That must just be that in San Francisco. That must be a San Francisco thing, but it's very confusing. Which, which just because of how hilly it is there, I wonder if and the way that their roads are there, I wonder if there's a specific reason that they have to have that there. And just all the wildfires that are constantly consuming the entire exactly. State. Yep, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we do not have that in Florida, so that is probably a a city or state specific thing um but yeah so anyway here you're not supposed to be parking in front of fire hydrants like that and you shouldn't want to like you know Mm -hmm. like it's not safe um but in this case loomis parked in front of the fire hydrant so they literally watch as the fire department who has to physically move this vehicle just kind of destroy this car a bit and then it starts rolling down the hill (laughs) And out of this documentary. Yeah, right out of the documentary. <laughs> Punched a <laughs> hole in the documentary and was out. <laughs> yep. The city destroyed their car. Yeah, the city destroyed their car. Like, it was they, an ugly car. They, 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 they certainly could have been able to get to the fire hydrant. It was a, it was a small car. Yeah. Like, yeah, they may have had to park Why awkwardly. Why didn't they just break the windows and pull the hydrant through the actual car? <laughs> well, the I hydrant, don't know if that would have worked well, but... <laughs> I I feel like for just the mobility of what they need, I don't think that would have worked well. I mean, but also they physically could have just moved this car. I don't. Yeah. I don't don't know why they put the car in neutral. Yeah. And it was, it was really like, I don't want to say funny. This is a crime documentary. I get it. But also like watching, like in my head, watching these little firefighters run around this car like it made me think of like a clown car situation like they were all gonna get in it was gonna be like 50 Mm -hmm. of them like Mm -hmm. just running in their little (laughs) fire suits um but yeah so that the city took their car (laughs) yeah i mean honestly like you could have gotten like three of those guys give them mementos and they could have moved that car easily like no problems (laughs) 
watch a documentary commercial for Mentos. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a very short mini documentary um, from the Mentos people about how that works. Yep. <laughs> uh, so at this point in time, uh, the chief is over there and he's going to talk to all of the uh, hostages and they're going to start interviewing them. And then he realizes the first three hostages that were actually let go are not there. He he just now realizes this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How mean... did he just now realize when one of them is a giant with a beard? Yeah. Um, a big a big bushy beard like a lumberjack. One is a cartoon nerd character, and one is a bombshell, a foxy blonde lady. Yeah. 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 Is the most attractive person in 1990. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. How do you not notice? Like, Phyllis would look... Everything that she wears and looks like in this documentary in 1990, she could wear now and just still rock it. Like, it's great. Um, That's called classic and timeless, folks. We want fashion that's timeless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and these other two, like the... This other police officer, and I guess maybe this guy's the captain or whatever, because he's wearing a different suit. Um, they have no clue what they were like. Well, I guess they must have just walked off. Like you know, no big deal. Like don't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So at this point, they do know that the three people that walked off were two guys and a girl. So they're like, okay, well, the chief is like, I think that's who we're looking for. We're looking for two men and a woman. I mean, cool. And a pizza place. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's like the most vague description, right? How will we find two men and a woman in New York City? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, like forwarded through the documentary real quick and now I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) all right so now by this time like they've changed they've now lost their car they've left the new tenants and now they're just walking down the street trying to hail a cab where they i guess they keep walking toward the airport (laughs) yeah in the direction of the airport um and they just can't even seem to catch a cab cabs just keep running by them because new york taxi cabs are a nightmare as well Mm-hmm. That's really all. Why didn't they get on the subway? My guess is they thought that this would be the quickest thing is like just hailing a cab and going direct. No. You know what, though? If they got on the subway, they might do what uh, me and a mutual friend of ours, Moira, did and mm-hmm. get on the express. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we were going one stop and we got on the express and we ended up in Harlem from from like Times Square. Yeah. So that, that was, was interesting. We and got I think it was because we were like waiting for you. We were like, what the yeah. heck is taking him so long? We, we knew got, that we were going guys one were kept... stop and instead we got kidnapped by a train. Because it's New York, Claire. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. That's what they do. Yeah, because I, uh, I mean, I don't know how it is with like the tube in London, but like. You do not get kidnapped by trains in London. Yeah, no, I just am thinking like if you're, if you're unfamiliar with the the different lines of the subway, like. It's real easy to get confused and to get lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super easy, you know, so because it is very confusing, or it can be. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just remember, and maybe things have changed, but when I when we were there, it was like, if we were near a subway, forget it. Like, our phone service sucked. And so trying to even, like, Google something to, like, make sure we're going in the right direction was mm-hmm. good luck. Your phone may or may oh, not work. the same as over here as well. Oh, it's just like, oh my god, like they want me to, it's just New York <laughs> wanted me to get lost. Like they wanted me to be stuck and they wanted me to get lost. <laughs> um, 
but I will say over Orlando, it's a it's a better transportation system. So at least there is like a transportation system in New York as opposed to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same in Florida. Los Angeles is you don't have a car. Sorry, yeah, you're going uh, nowhere. You stay at home. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. If you don't have a car here either, it's, yeah, it was yeah. I did that. It was not fun. Yeah. Um. So they finally do get a cab. And they get a cabbie who doesn't quite speak English. Phyllis is able to communicate with this cabbie, though. Yeah. Pretty, pretty well. But this cabbie's also not paying attention to streetlights. Like, no, not at all. No. I, I, you know. I feel like this cabbie has just, just arrived in this country, like, two minutes ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Or, and, and not they- even this country, this planet. And has no clue about anything like traffic lights, how cars were, anything. Yeah, this is not a podcast about extraterrestrials, however. This guy, <laughs> this guy might, might have just arrived to this planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they uh, they try and tell him so many different ways. They want to get to the airport. They want to get to JFK. They even show him a picture. Yep. And he is driving somewhere. Yeah. I'm just not sure where he's driving to or where he thinks he's going. Don't and for a moment, I actually cool. was like, is he going to kidnap them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, like, Loomis has just been losing it little by little all day long. At this point, on top of the, the cabbie just not knowing where the fuck they're going and just, you know. I think Loomis is freaked out. I, I, I'm i not going to say he's racist, but I feel like Loomis is a little racist. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, I'll say it. I think he's very racist. Um, so he's freaked out by the, by the cabbie, and he opens the door while the cab driver is driving and runs out and runs right into like a newsstand yeah yeah i don't know how 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 well i think because he was like the momentum of him running yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. while the car was going uh he just couldn't stop in time and he kind of knocks himself out yeah, yeah, he's bleeding. And I was it's... like, yay, he's knocked himself out of this documentary. Nope. No. I did think at one point, I'm like, are they just going to leave him here? <laughs> oh, I wish. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I, I think I think that's, I think think that's that would have been the right way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone is standing around like, oh my god, did you see that? Because, you know. Um, but no one standing around is trying to call for help. It's like inside of the convenience store someone calls for help yeah Mm -hmm. well because those people outside know that no one's coming to help no exactly um (laughs) there's people literally from like across the street running over to just see what happens oh yeah a bunch of fucking not curtain twitchers Mm. but looky they don't have curtains to twitch but (laughs) if they did no these are looky loose um yeah just nosy ass people come on new york somebody help (laughs) um and the cab driver decides he's going to get in his cab and drive away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's completely freaked out, too. And well, he thinks he's killed this guy. Yeah. But honestly, it's like, it's not your fault that this guy ran out of your moving cab. Well, I mean, it's kind of his fault. He was yelling for him to stop, and he wouldn't stop, and he was running red lights. So yeah. uh, I think I would do the same. <laughs> would you run into a newsstand, Brad? I hopefully not, but I would definitely get the fuck out of that cab. Even with your friends in the back seat? Yeah, those fools like figure it out, guys. Figure Brad, it out. We're your friends. Sorry guys. If you're if you're not noticing that we're um, <laughs> plowing through red lights and this cab driver will not stop, maybe you need to figure it out. <laughs> Pay attention to your surroundings. Oh. 
Um, meanwhile, the police, by the way, um, <laughs> are trying to investigate this, and they've gotten a, a sketch artist to come up with the sketch. Um, apparently, the police office sketch artist is just a character artist. Yeah, yeah, yes. it really looks. <laughs> they went to Universal Studios School. Yeah, um, yes, car- caricature artist from. So uh, yeah. again, where what are these tax dollars being spent on? Yeah, I just. I don't even know what this is supposed to be. Um, and again, this this chief of police is like, okay, we're looking for two men and a wimp and a woman. So like, if anything comes in that involves two men and a woman, let me know. Which is kind of wild because why wouldn't he even think that they split up by this point? Yeah, I know. Like that's always on the table. I mean, that's what they should have done. It is what they should have done. Um, also, but they didn't. <sighs> They should have split up by this point in time. But, like, earlier, I can see them not splitting up because the whole thought is, like, okay, well, if we get to the airport within the next, like, 20 minutes, like, we're good to go. Yeah. So. But even if, like, they split up and took three separate flights to their destination, it's, like, I mean. Go to three separate locations. Meet up in a month. Yeah. I'll see you guys in four weeks. Yeah. Um, I feel like the three of us are now hatching plans. (laughs) Uh, I I definitely am. Um, so a call come had come in because someone had ran into a newsstand and knocked themselves out. And they like, the chief of police was like, oh yeah, that's them because it sounds like someone's running away. And I'm like, well, is that what it sounds like to you? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know how he put, he, he put like three I, and three together and made seven. <laughs> like, how did he do yeah. this? Yeah. He's just drooling. Oh, people trying to run away. Mm, I'm going to yeah. get them. Oh, I can't wait to yeah, catch exactly. those people running away. Mm. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a normal reaction. No. Mm. Also, at this point, he's made it very clear that he's worried about, um, he, he doesn't want to get bested by, because uh, if, if he retires and this is the last thing he worked on, everyone's just going to remember him as the guy that let that clown steal a million dollars. Yeah, what a fool. Motherfucker, why? It's not about you, piece of shit. First of all, no one remembers a, a chief of police. Like, who's, like, keeping, like, a, a Rolex? Oh, the the former chief of police. Name the last three chief of police. Like, no, can't be done. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's not try and sully your good name at this point. What's your name? I have no clue who you are. Claire had to who tell me. Um, so right before the police show up, uh, Grim and Phyllis are able to pick Lomas up and start at least walking away. Mm-hmm. The cabbie even comes back because he sees the police and is like trying, because he thinks he killed somebody, like is trying to even arrest himself. Like he just is feeling guilty. Um, so cabbie. when they walk away, they're just trying to kind of like, cause they see the police. So they're just trying to get in the first place that has an open door or an unlocked door. Yep. Oh my goodness. How do they end now, up in here? I'm just gonna say could be it could be better or worse, Tammy. Could be worse for them, it could be better if I was them. Because they could have been wandering around Brooklyn and gone through the first door they found and ended up at the Acrocats show. <laughs> Which we have been to. Now, I know that that would be Brad's nightmare, mm-hmm. but this would be my dream. I just wander through a, a random door. There's cats doing acrobats. The, the acrobatics, best thing ever. Playing in a band with a chicken? Playing in a band with Cluck Norris, the chicken. <laughs> just saying, 
There's better and worse places in New York you could end up. I was going to say, it was a real random warehouse that we just walked into and we're like, I think this is the place. I think this is where there's going to be cats doing acrobatics. I hope so. Oh, it was so hot. Um, Brad, it would have been your personal hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, So, yeah, they end up running into... um, basically like a mobster thing like a a mob hangout (laughs) yeah yeah we see lots of um what is assumedly stolen merchandise yeah Yeah. again what are the cops doing in this fucking town no because we waiting outside the bank Hmm. i guess um yeah because like all right let me i'm trying to look up the name of these these mob guys well i know there's johnny um Oh, Johnny and Skelton. Skelton is the other mob guy. Um, so, Krim has been watching the news, basically. And he knows one mob name, which is Lambino. Yes. And so he just like, uses The King that. Cheese. The King Cheese, yeah. So he just uses that to his benefit and basically says that Lambino sent him. But the problem is Lambino apparently has, like, left town, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And so Skelton and Johnny are like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And and Grimm is just very convincing. No. He's a grifter. No. Yeah. He claims to be yeah. the, the new uh, um, guy picking up the payment for Lambino. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we find out that he does. he's heard about Lambino through the news. And Lambino, this huge mob guy, pretty much owns the entire city. Mm-hmm. Everything from grocery stores to, I think, some schools. And acrocats. Yeah, he, he owns acrocats. Um, so to your point, Brad, what are, what are the police doing? We know that, um, because we find out later that our that our police chief was has been trying to catch this guy forever. Um, and then he left town. So, interesting. No one's seen him for, I can't remember how many years, so. No. Yeah. Um, but they're, so they're able to go ahead and escape these mob guys who have guns on them pretty much the entire time they're in there. Mm-hmm. They've got some random warehouse of stolen things. It's like a mix between <sighs> a Costco and an antique store. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> if they were like on the, um, West Coast instead of the East Coast, I would say that these guys have been <laughs> definitely been in contact with the family oh yeah yeah there's definitely things in here that i'm like oh yeah the family would have that but also then it's like random like old furniture <laughs> i'm like why <laughs> yeah <laughs> who who's purchasing this hot item of a old old looking table <laughs> like i don't know what's who's purchasing this high back chair <laughs> yeah <sighs> high demand for those tammy yeah it's just very i i'm not quite sure what their business model is. <laughs> I think it's fencing uh, um, stolen merchandise. I think that's yeah. the business model. But uh, but I feel like there's stolen merchandise that's going to move quickly that you can actually make money on, and stolen merchandise that it's like, I'm not... Who's buying this from you? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it's like a wash situation. It's like, alright, I want this oh, fancy-ass furniture, but I, I, I can't let it show up, so I gotta do a whole fucking thing. I guess. I, I basically what I'm saying is I'd like a documentary on the Lambino crew. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, seriously. Because I need to understand how they function and what I'm they're doing. I'm surprised there hasn't been one already. What happened? I'm surprised there hasn't been one already. Yeah, yeah. Seeing as like this guy got captured, you know, skipping ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, so so they escape and uh, they see a bus. They're like, okay, great. We'll take a bus to the... We'll see if it gets us to the airport. But worst case, I mean, it at least gets us out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so they try and get on the bus. And this bus driver, this New York City bus driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to say, my bus driver today, um, I, like, he was sitting there. Someone got on the bus. I was running for the bus. I got to the bus. He looked at me and he closed the doors and drove away. <gasps> This is uh, not just New York. This is no, I've had, you know, I've, had that. I've had that a lot. Yeah, and he definitely saw me. Mm-hmm. So, but this motherfucker, I think it's just bus drivers. This motherfucker left them on the bus, but will not let them be seated because they do not have exact change. Yeah, crazy. Like it's just, crazy. Just oh, let us overpay. Like, mm-hmm. but then it won't balance at the end of the day, Brad. Yeah, you'll have extra money. Whatever. Yeah, just take it as a tip. Yeah, I don't. It did. It, it was really just, like, the bus driver being an asshole. Yeah. Um, but he's like, okay, like, if you go get exact change, you know, I'm leaving here in less than two minutes, but if you can get me exact change, you know, obviously you guys can get on the bus. Um, so Phyllis stays with Loomis, who is injured, to just stand on the bus because they're not even allowed to sit on the bus. He won't let them sit down or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, while Grimm goes to the convenience store to try and get change. This is the bit that killed me. You were dying. I, I was dying inside because, as someone who both shops and works in a shop, I cannot stand people who take forever at counters, yeah. or people who take like like in front of me, or people who take forever when I'm serving them. I can't do it. Nope. Yeah, this this person in front of him was taking forever, and so was the cashier guy, and so yeah, <laughs> to the point where where Grim was even helping like just bag the groceries real yeah. quick to like get her out of there. Um, and then when this guy even, when the cashier opens up the change thing, mm-hmm. just it, the coins fall everywhere. Like everything is a nightmare. Um, the cops are outside. The mobsters are coming and seeing them on the bus. It's it's a whole thing. My heart was pounding. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's very stressful. I was just feeling annoyed and anxious. Like. Public transportation should just be free. Like, how about that? Yeah. How about we get rid of all this nonsense? Yeah. I'm so glad that you don't pay change on buses now over here. I don't know if you do still do in New York. You literally just, like, have your debit card. You just tap it oh, on the thing. No, we way. do not have that here. Oh, it's great. Like, you, yeah. can, you can buy you just... a bus pass on a card, but yeah. they mostly still take cash. Our... You can buy a bus pass on a card, but none of them take cash now at all. Oh, man. At least, like, not in London. Like, everywhere you just tap your debit card. It's so great. Wow, we do not have that. No. Yeah. Or at least we, we didn't the last time I rode a bus. Yeah. But I doubt we've improved anything with our fucking no, shithole bus system. I doubt it. And uh, Josie will be learning how to ride the bus by herself this summer. <gasps> she has <gasps> not gotten her license yet. So <laughs> to get uh, back and forth to some of her classes next semester, she is going to have to ride the bus. Oof. So this will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna work something out. I mean, Dan has to work. I have to work. It's not like we can just take her back. Anyway, yeah. that's besides the point. But what I all of that to say, we'll let you guys know what our bus system is like in Orlando <laughs> pretty soon. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I I also doubt it's improved. Yeah, no. But um, amazingly, he does manage to get on this bus. I I the stress I had, the stress I had watching this. Yeah. 
I was like, oh my god. Yeah, very um, stressful. Because again, like none of us have seen this documentary, so I have no clue who had, how it ends. I have no clue what's mm-hmm. going to happen. I don't. I just didn't know. I I did my best to stay away from reading about the documentary or the mm-hmm. crimes involved. I just was like, I'm just going to go in blank and see what happens. But this was stressful. Yeah. Um, he's being pursued by uh, um, Mario. Um, who yeah, is the one of the mobsters that he 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 claimed that he had worked for, and so uh, now Mario is upset that his six thousand dollars has been stolen. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because the mobsters also gave them six thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, they handed it over. So is it stealing? No. no. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If they can't do enough checks, then that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how terrible the cops are some more. Because they go ahead and they take in the cab driver because that's the last person who's seen them. Uh-huh. And send an interrogator in. Yeah. I mean, the guy doesn't even barely speak any English. And so the chief had asked for an interpreter and instead they sent an interrogator. Yeah. So just- Definitely two different things. Yeah. So they just tortured a guy. They just tortured a guy for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And we see the cab driver, and he definitely seems like he was tortured. Yeah. He looks like he's been waterboarded. Yeah. Um. So the bus driver, this does seem like a bus driver that is going to get you to your place on time, though. I will say he's very timely. Oh, yes. oh yeah. We can yeah, use a couple is. of these guys yeah. in Florida. Yeah. I wish he was getting me to and from work. Yeah. <laughs> Josie's going to be wishing um, that this bus driver worked <laughs> in Florida. I mean, the other day, it took me three buses to get to work, which would usually take one, because one bus driver kicked us off in uh, the one town sort of in between where I live and where I work. Um, Another bus driver drove and then was like, this is basically as far as I'm going. Uh, So we got kicked off of that bus and then I had to get that bus. Oh my God. Okay. We didn't have to pay three times, luckily, because we were kicked off and were like, "Uh, no. So we were allowed to get on the next bus free because we'd already paid. Well, I guess I guess Florida's not the only one who has terrible transportation. No. I once got kicked off um, a bus because it it broke down um, on like a motorway, which is like a freeway. That was oh fun. my god! <laughs> Why are buses so bad? Mm-hmm. Oh well, it's a um, class war. Um, that's why. Okay. Because it's right. uh, yeah, it's it's because it's used by people yeah. that aren't rich no, enough I to have cars, it. so they 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 fuck people over on purpose because they hate the poor. It's just oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone as society, we should want better public transportation. Yeah. It helps everything and everyone to have the best public transportation. But what, inst- what about instead of having great um, public transportation, what if we just had a tunnel underground that people drove through one at a time? Oh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Why doesn't someone come up with that? It's a real cool idea. It's a real Ooh. cool idea. <laughs> Must be a real genius that came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Innovator. Maybe the new Tony Stark. That's making me more sad than us fighting the city of New York right now. <laughs> like, that really hurt. Like, I'm in a lot of pain now. Sorry. Uh, Alright, so, back to this. this. This bus driver who only takes exact change, but is also going to get you to your destination on time. Yeah, on time. Within, like, to the second, pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay, does anyone else also find Loomis's, like, injury very jarring? <laughs> Like, uh, this slash on his head. Yeah. Yeah. 
because at first I thought it was like blood that had dripped down and was just dried that way, but no, it's like a slash on his head. It's yeah, no, he's, he's not well. He needs no. to No, and get he's like out. limping everywhere. He's like, too he's... well. I wanted him to be killed. Oh. Well. <laughs> there should have been a decapitation. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Um, whoa. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so Phyllis at this point does confide in Loomis that she is pregnant, um, but she has not told Grim yet. Um, she's not sure if she wants a life with Grim. This is too dangerous of a life for her. Yeah. I mean, if anything, Would you she want should... a life with Grim? I mean, and to get out of this city at some point. Yeah. Just to get out of the city. Cause this city is definitely trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, um so uh, they're interrogating the, they finally are going to get an interpreter for the cab driver <laughs> to at least try and hear where they're going. It's so dumb. Um, sorry. There's just a lot of different people. The people of New York. There's a guy trying to get on the bus with the guitar and he can't seem to figure out how yeah, to... Yeah, figure out the, to turn it the certain way. Yeah. And so the bus driver takes off and this guy is like holding on and it's... It's not yeah. good. Yeah. Not no. Good. Also, right. for a moment, I thought the Phyllis was breastfeeding Loomis, and I was very disturbed. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's very upsetting. Why? Oh, no. <laughs> why would you say that? Well, that's, that's what they say. They, they say, should we put him on formula? <laughs> I must have blocked it out because it's too horrifying. Yeah. No, it's, he's, yeah. he's got a severe head injury. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the... A uh, bus driver won't let this guy on because he doesn't have exact change. <laughs> but this guy's not going to get off this bus either. He's like really holding on to everything. And so finally, uh, Grim just gives him all that money, that 6,000 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So says, here, take this and go. Yeah, Which also would need... make me get off the bus too. I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah definitely. Well, definitely. he's probably destroyed his guitar by now. So at least yeah. he can get a new guitar. Yeah. Um, so at this point, the chief of police also has figured out, like, hey, we gotta get to the airport. I mean, um, did, did that not occur to him before? No. Yeah. Like, not the brightest. He is the worst at his job. Well, yeah, because he talked earlier and said they're probably, like, a million miles away, which they were trying to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but what, like, the fact that he's still looking for them in the city is even crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like as as hard as he's looking, you know. But maybe he also knew the city is going to try and take these people down. So I just got to wait it out. Yeah. Um. So the bus driver like gets as close as he can to the airport, but the airport is not one of his stops. So mm-hmm. he lets them out. It's real sketch town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, just give him extra money and get him to like drive you right up to the airport. Like, why not? Well, um, that that, yeah, that not guy was not going to take that. No, true. This guy's the worst. Yeah. Um. And they're just like sad. They just think they're never going to get there. And then a light shines on them, and it's uh, a JFK worker. So they've made it to the airport. Yeah. Um. So they are like on their way to get inside the airport, and they have determined like, okay, we've also got to probably split up. Also, pre nine eleven travel through JFK is insane. Yeah, like no chat, like nothing. It's it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a little jarring seeing this airport scene because I'm like, I don't. This is this is not how airports work anymore. 
Like, you can't just wander off like that or wander anywhere. Um, but yeah, so they've got their tickets. They've decided, yeah, we've got to go ahead and, and probably split up. But like, hey, let's just, you know, we're all going to go. But Phyllis is really kind of like, I, I don't think I'm going to go with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gives her the ticket anyway and says, look, if you're going to go, just meet us on the plane. Um, but he never says I love you to her, which is what Loomis brings up. Mm-hmm. You said all the things you wanted to hear. This is a bad relationship. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. No. I mean, I understand why he wants to be with her. I'm just not sure why she wants to be <laughs> yeah. with yeah. Graham. <laughs> I mean, he did get a million dollars, so yeah. he's crafty. Yeah. He is, but I think that's all. She does feel like, okay, well, if he can lie about like big things like this, like mm-hmm. what else, you know, what small things is he lying about? What other things is he, is he lying about? Um, also, let's talk about how strangely and oddly homophobic New Yorkers are. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I can't, I was surprised they had this in the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's just uh, some some mild homophobia that happens <laughs> in this documentary. So be prepared for that. I don't think anything else comes up in the documentary, but there is that that I was like, oh hey nineties, how are you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of it's, like, oh, or it's also, like, a bit hey, sun- 2022 Florida, how are you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no gay people in Florida, mm. right? Goddamn groomers. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything. Oh, God. Just want someone to kill me. I'm just like, <laughs> put me on my misery here. Um. All right, so uh, they get on the plane. Well, Loomis and Grimm are on the plane. And they notice Phyllis is not there. And so they kind of think maybe, or at least Grimm is like, I guess it's not coming with us. So he tells Loomis, look, I'm not going to go. I'm going to try and go with, you know, find Phyllis. And why don't you go? Which if I was Loomis, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, give me uh, my share and I'm off ski. Well, they're, they have all their money strapped to them. All of them have oh, yeah, their true, money yeah, taped yeah. to their body. Yeah. This is crazy how they were just walking through the airport with all this money strapped to them. It's They're yeah. walking everywhere with money strapped yeah with, yeah, with 330,000 a piece strapped to them yeah like it's crazy yeah um so I, would just, we... I would just be too stressed out to, to move yeah because <laughs> I'd be like oh god is it, is it falling off is it falling off what's happening where's yeah. my money so we have Russ Crane and Mrs. Russ Crane on this plane and we also had they, they had been in the airport as well mm-hmm. um Russ Crane is like really over everything <laughs> He yeah. just is annoyed. He wants Mrs. Russ Crane to have an enjoyable flight. And this is not going to be enjoyable for her. He's telling them to sit down. This is, you know, he's really just not happy with these fools. Which they are kind of annoying. I get yeah. it. You're, you've paid for first, first class. I am Russ Crane. Yeah. So while they are arguing um, in the back of the plane, the chief comes on the plane and he has decided because of the connection with Mario that Lombino is the one who has robbed the bank yeah. as well. Yeah. I He's mean, terrible at his fucking job. Like you think like a high up like a mafia is like going to dress up as a clown and do the bank robbery himself. Uh, himself, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and someone who like just makes money off of everything. Why yeah. would he yeah. need to rob a bank? Yeah, he's not going to need to rob a bank. Like he owns a bank. Like that's yeah. how that works. Stupid. Stupid. I this cop yeah. is so bad at his job. Yeah. So he gets on there and he and uh we find out that uh Russ Crane is is Lambino. Um 
But Lambino, like, grabs his wife and, like, throws her in front of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not a great guy. Not a great guy. Um, so she's pissed. And so she starts beating him up. <laughs> With the nearest object, which is? Which is, like, uh, Loomis's bag full of money. <laughs> bag of cash. Now, does, what's shocking about this is that the police chief has decided that uh, that these are the fucking, these are the bank robbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He met the bank robbers. Yeah. Yeah. Does he not yeah. recognize that this is not that guy? Nope. Not at all. It's so Because they were in disguise, Brad. I mean, you may, you may not recognize, you know, the actual people, but I don't think you're going to confuse these people for them. No. no. Maybe he's not retiring. Maybe he's being kicked out. Yeah, I... Because he's so terrible. It's wild. And so as they're all fighting, uh, Phyllis tries... She had been in the bathroom, and so she tries to come out of the bathroom of the plane, and she actually, for a moment, thinks that they're being arrested. Like, all of this is going to come around them, and uh, thankfully, Grimm quickly tells her, like, oh, yeah, look look who they just caught. They just caught those bank robbers. Isn't that great? Yeah, so that way she realizes, like, oh, it's not them. Um, and the chief is so excited that uh, Grimm has helped out that he actually is going to give him a, a, like, a... A commendation. A commendation, mm-hmm. thank you. I was like, what is that word? Um, and gets his information. I mean, first of all, can you imagine anything more embarrassing than getting a commendation from this <laughs> yeah. motherfucker? Seriously. No. Absolutely Hard not. pass. Hard pass. Yeah. So he uh, gives him a name and he connects it because he gives him the name Chapowski. Yeah. And I think like the Earlier. when he was dressed as the clown, he used the name Chip. Yeah, he said, call me Chip. Yeah. I love the name Chip or something. And I'm just like, again, the loosest of connections. Yeah. Um, this cop has based his whole career on loose connections. <laughs> And he keeps failing <laughs> yeah. upwards. He stumbled into arresting people. By the way, they've ca- they've got the cab driver with them to help identify the criminals. Yeah. They've been just dragging this guy that they tortured yeah. Yeah. around all night. Yep. This poor guy. And he tries to say, no, that's not them, but... And also this other mob guy who they've just been holding because they know he's connected to the mob guy, so... Yeah, and I'm just like, so this guy, all the mob, this mob guy, Mario, he's just trying to tell them that, yeah, that's Lambino. Which I'm like, but the chief already knows that's Lambino. Well, he's... he's, uh, Also, I think Mario is throwing Lambino under the bus. Probably trying to make it... Trying to cut a deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... it's just frustrating like you said claire it's like falling upward Mm -hmm. like it just this happens way too often (laughs) people just falling a lot of politicians do yeah Mm -hmm. it's just very frustrating so anyway you remember that that politician that was like like you know really racist and nobody liked him um but then there was going to be a black president so they brought him on to be the vice president to calm down racist white people Mm mm-hmm you remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't fall upward into the presidency. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> um, so, our little trio 
gets away. Yeah. They fly away. By the and way, as, the sorry, the as, as they're flying, we I just gotta go back to the cops for a second. Oh god. Because uh Rotzinger's little sidekick cop um called the media to come and be there, and they're all like, Oh, are you gonna run for mayor now? Oh, uh, talk about failing upward. Like, they want him to run for mayor. Yeah. A real fucking Eric Adams situation. Ugh. Luckily this guy was not the mayor. No. Um Oh god, it's just so terrible. Uh, so yeah, so that was the documentary. Uh, as I mentioned, we all watched uh, the docu- the same documentary, which is called Quick Change. Uh, this crime and the documentary came out in 1990, for those looking for it. Um, you know, and of course, we've not heard about where our trio is because they escaped. And I'm just going to assume they lived happily ever after in another place. Yeah, under another name. Under other names, yeah. Indeed. Um, and I'm going to assume that chief of police is dead by now, as I said <laughs> earlier. Yep. I couldn't find any information on him, so... Yeah. Dead, dead, dead. Yep. He's out of here. Lampino might be dead, too, because if they arrested him, he goes to prison. It's like, oh, yeah. I, it's one of two things are going to happen. Either he's got enough mob people he's in jail that or... he can kind of... Yeah, yeah well, or I he's dead. Once, he, once they've tried to pin this fucking... Um, bank robbery on him and that oh, completely yeah, falls true. apart I think that's gonna probably hurt the case yeah true yeah cause there's no way they can prove this no because he actually wasn't there it doesn't and it doesn't make any sense I mean they'll probably get him on other things and Who also knows? Maybe he now knows deal. that it the police officer now knows that it wasn't him yeah well that doesn't no, matter yeah that, <laughs> that's never mattered yeah I mean I don't Claire there's like where people have got exonerated and like you know freed which is very rare mm-hmm. but it does happen the police still consider that case closed and never look for the actual person who maybe murdered somebody oh, or raped somebody why? they just don't go back why would they? because yeah because they can consider it closed and it goes on their records as having solved a crime mm-hmm. but they didn't it's uh, I, I don't i really don't understand how that works like i wish someone could could actually explain that in a way that makes sense that that blows my mind every time i hear about that i'm just like i don't why why aren't we looking for the person who murdered somebody or raped mm-hmm. somebody like most other crimes i don't care about yeah those are yeah. only two that i'm like well i i just like to know who that person is so i i don't go near that person yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i just it just is crazy to me it's like yeah so if if they end up they're not going to be able to prove the case that he robbed these banks. Um, and they're not going to go looking for the people who did. Mm. As far as they're concerned, this case is closed. So crazy. They're, as far as they're concerned, it's case closed. Fuck off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to say that. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brad, do you want to tell us about this uh, next part of the podcast? Uh, friends, it is now time for judge, judge jury, jury at execution. Brad, you don't mean mm-hmm. that. Come on. You don't mean that. <laughs> I do. That's, that's what time it is. No, Brad. Why would he say it if he didn't mean it? I don't it? know. He's being sneaky. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I'm confused because I thought you mm-hmm. thought that, that juries were trash and riffraff and that the, right. the death penalty is wrong, Brad. I'm confused. You don't mean it. 
Brad, say you ain't changed. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Claire, we've been over this. Um, yes, the segment is called Judge, Judge Jury, Jury and, and Execution, as it always will be, because it's a catchy name and it sounds cool when I say it. <laughs> it does Are sound cool when you say it, right? Yeah, it sounds very cool when I say it. Judge, Judge Jury <laughs> and Executioner. <laughs> hmm. It would sound terrible if I said Judge Prosecution Defense. Yeah. That's terrible. That sounds like garbage. It sounds like what garbage. What if you said now it's time for JPD? Ugh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, yeah, that's really weird. That's was that really the, the Junior Parks Department? <laughs> what is that? What is that? Yeah, that's it. Get out of here. <laughs> Not gonna happen. We won't have a jury because we don't want to riffraff on our podcast. No. no. Um, we will not have we, we will not have executioner because no death penalty is morally wrong we're not gonna kill people fucked up exactly. like, we're not cops don't like it no we'll have a judge we'll have a prosecution we'll have a defense and that is what we will have okay okay I think you've explained nothing it nothing more nothing less clearly and concisely Brad and I've made a note and I think I've All got right. it Sounds good. Mm, I don't believe it. Mm. Just saying. Just putting it out there. No, I don't believe it. Tammy, there is no reason to be negative. Claire mm. says she's got it. Yeah. So I think I think I mean, she's I think she's got there's, it. There's no reason to be negative, but like, you know me. Come on. I'm always negative. I just I just think <laughs> we should give our friend the benefit of the doubt. Thanks, Brad. I think she's mm. got it. I think we'll never have to address this again. And I think I think next time when we do uh, the 39th episode of the podcast, she'll have it. Yeah, absolutely, Brad. No, yeah. no, this is the 39th episode of the podcast. Oh, this is, sorry, this is the, um, when we do the 40th, Claire will have it for the 40th. Yep. <laughs> I've made a note, I'm, I'm prepared. I'll celebrate that 40th episode. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I know. When we get real, over the hill, crazy. we get over the hill. Claire figures it out. Yep. And then it's an all. Podcast is just like as old just as like me. I figured out my life when I went over the hill by oh. going to Disney. <laughs> oh, Disney! Oh boy! I know. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's get on to something great, which is <laughs> this court case. So. This, uh, let's see, I'm going to be the judge, Claire's defense, Brad, your prosecution, and the podcast versus the city of New York. Brad, why don't you let us know the charges you're bringing against oh, the city of New York? Listen, uh, the city of New York, ha- what's happened here is a travesty, all right? Okay. It's a travesty of justice. We cannot allow this sort of, of nonsense to be going on. Uh, I got quite a few charges I'm going to be bringing up today. First, first okay. off, we have to talk about um, improper signage. Listen, we can't have unlabeled streets. This It's dangerous. It's confusing. This is a tourist city, and this city can't even put out fucking signs so people know where they're going. It's dangerous. It's unsafe. They didn't have ways back then. How do you get somewhere? You need proper signs. New York was deficient in their signage. They're taking down signs. They've got signs where the arrows can move around. That's not a thing that should ever be needed. Arrows always going to point the same direction. You don't need to change it ever. So that's okay. that's a huge problem. Um, got it. Also, um, I'm going to have to bring charges against the city of New York for for in, in kidnapping and imprisoning this poor cab driver. 
Uh, this gentleman, he does not speak English. He's a good citizen. He thought he had hurt someone, so he tried to come back and 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 say, "Hey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I I want to 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 just admit what I did." And they kidnapped him. They tortured him for information. Didn't bother to try to communicate with him. Just immediately went to torture. Then they drug him all over the city for the rest of the evening. I, this is absolutely inappropriate. It cannot be allowed. We can't have the, these thugs uh, kidnapping people, torturing them, bring them all over the city on a, on a whim. Uh, does anyone know where he is? Was he given a lawyer? Was uh, Did anyone ever find an interpreter? This is inappropriate. I don't like it. We can't have it. All right. Also... May I point out no. that the police storm? Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't say anything. The police mm-hmm. stormed into this bank with weapons when there were hostages present. Nothing. Nothing. There was no reason for them to storm in when they did. They hoped that the hostage taker was gone, but they did not know. It would have cost them nothing to wait a few hours. What's the harm? Instead, they put everyone's life at risk so that this old fucking cop, this old, incompetent, useless <laughs> cop could grandstand. It's it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. What's the charge for that? Endangering the hostages? Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were saying the crime was grandstanding. I... <laughs> man, if it was, boy, oh boy, is this fucking chief going away for a long time. <laughs> Because okay. this motherfucker, this motherfucker, uh, no, they put the ho- they obviously put the hostages' lives in danger. They had no idea who was in that building, and they went in guns blazing. Can't have it. Also, they arrested the wrong person. They arrested the wrong person. Now, you may say that Lambino is a criminal. You may say that his wife's a criminal. I don't know what you're basing that on, but they arrested them because they believed that they were bank robbers. It doesn't make sense. These are the the wild ramblings of this confused, senile, grandstanding cop. So, um, <laughs> I, I think we absolutely should have some charges for false arrest. Uh, because you can't just arrest somebody for a crime they didn't do. They pulled them off a plane. They went to, they went to the airport, again, all armed up, ready to go. They've got gun, they've got guns all over the place. People all are surrounding this airplane. It's a dangerous situation. And these fucking cops are just looking for a fight. And they pull off two people because the old man recognizes them. Cool, cool. Doesn't prove he committed the crime, and he didn't commit the crime. That you know charges. All right, so I I have four. So improper yeah. signage, kidnapping and imprisoning a cab driver, endangering hostages, and a wrongful arrest. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, and the wrongful arrest was of Lambino and his wife. Correct. Okay. All right, thank you, um, Claire. Hello defend this Ooh, <laughs> defend the city of new york <laughs> that was so ominous judge 
So, okay, so... It's a whole city we're putting on trial, Dance. It's a lot. Look. I'm I'm nervous as a judge. I want to say, in my opening statement, you can't put the whole city of New York on trial. It's a whole city. There's lots of people in it that are great. Lots of people that are bad. For it's ex- not the city on trial. Uh, it's just, it's, it is specific charges. I, it is I'm specific saying, charges. There's lots of great people in New York as well. It's the home of many, many um, questionable uh, people who help people while wearing capes and tights. Um, but they want to help people. So it's, you know, you can't put everyone on trial. Um, also, it's a delightful place. I have been there. Judge Tammy has been there. You know, it's... I a, have been there. With you. With, with <laughs> me. It's a delightful place. Come on. Uh, okay. So in terms of improper signage, um, might I point out that they were correcting the signage? The signage was wrong, but New York, the city of New York, got people to fix the sign. Yes, they could have waited till the middle of the night, but all those people would have got lost in the meantime. So what they could have done is Grimm and and co could have asked anyone else, but they just asked these two guys. Just if they don't know the answer, go and ask someone else. Don't blame the whole of New York just for this because they were trying to rectify um, an issue with some signage. They were trying to make it I'm easier. Ju- I, I'm users. sorry. Am I to, am I to understand that they had incorrect signs before? Well, they had a faulty sign that was uh, spinning round and round. So they were like, well, this won't do at all. So they were obviously trying to fix it to create a sign that was much more helpful for, for New Yorkers. <laughs> Thank you for helping my case. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they were rectifying a previous mistake. We don't know who made that mistake. Could have been anyone. <laughs> was it? Do you think it was possibly... Another state's government? No, I, yeah, I do. I think it was New Jersey came in and sabotaged New York wow, State. Really had to throw Jersey under the bus because <laughs> Jersey doesn't like New York. We know this. Come on, it could have been anyone. It could have been that Soprano family, for all I know. Just saying. So there you go. <laughs> That's my defense. Okay. Uh, kidnapping the cab driver. Listen, look. New York is a a state within the United States of America, Brad. What language do they speak in the United States of America? English. You can't have cab drivers driving around who don't speak English, Brad. Objection. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're, hold on. That's that deserves massive gavels. That, Claire, Claire, that's Claire. You can't. I, I need you to just. They were. I need you to take a step back for a second. Take a, a big deep breath in. Deep breath out. <laughs> I'm just saying, he can't be going around driving. He won't know where he's going. People are telling him stuff. He's going to get himself into trouble. So they very nicely took him to the police station to organize. Um, I know they did say an interpreter and that got read wrong, but they immediately rectified that and hired um, a, a translator for him. Someone to teach him English. That's what they did. That's what they, they did, did when not. they took him in the they other room. Did not. They were teaching him English, Brad. So he They could... were using the other mobster to translate. He could do well in the United States of America, Brad, where English is spoken. I am, I'm just letting you both know that I put, they immediately rectified the problem with immediately in quotation marks. So you know, just so we all know what's happening here, like full transparency in this courtroom. Mm-hmm. You? Yeah. Uh, uh, what else? Boy. Um, I want to mention as well that when Brad was saying about, and I think we said earlier that just it was like the whole of New York was against these guys and were just trying to stop them. Well, they did mess with New York 
uh, New Yorkers by stealing this money in the first place. And I just want to quote um, a historic documentary that uh, I think you're familiar with, um, in which there was a quote from a New Yorker that says, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. So therefore, they mess with a New Yorker, they're going to get, you know, New Yorkers messing with them. Um, and that was from the historic documentary Spider-Man. I just wanted to say that. So anyway. Um, I just want to say they didn't mess with any New Yorkers. Um, they did. Uh, banks, are, uh, banks are not people. Uh, what about the hostages? They were people. Actually, ignore that, because it goes against my next point. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that from the record. Strike from the record, please. Oh, let it be known. Thank you. I've already, I've already got it on the record that it is a question for myself that I need to answer. Is the defense racist? So I will let that last comment be stricken from the record. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just really... I mean, okay. Kind of losing it over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in terms in terms of endangering the hostages, l- listen. Okay, thank you. They've got to get into the bank to get this money back, Brad. What does America? Uh, what makes America work? Is it is it people? It doesn't. Is it people? It doesn't no, work. It's it money. doesn't work. <laughs> what what drives the wheels around and round in America? Maybe they don't work. Maybe they're creaky old wheels. What makes them drive round and round? It's not people. Whatever. There's billions of people on Earth. It's money, Brad. So the police have got to go in and protect this money. That's what's important, Brad. Who cares about these these idiots who are at the bank? Whatever. What are they doing? Why aren't they at work? Why are they in a bank? Uh, so that's what the police were doing. They were going in to protect the money. You know. I agree. There you I, go. I agree. Well, thank you. I agree. Thank you, Brad. I agree. Yeah. So that's what's important. So they didn't put these... It, they, you can't endanger a hostage because the hostages don't matter, Brad. So how can you put them in danger? Come on. The only thing you can endanger is that sweet, sweet money. Come on. Okay. I... Uh, yeah. I'm just shocked that the yeah. capitalist defense is being used today in this courtroom. <laughs> but here we are. Please I continue like, with the last. I like uh, to keep you on your toes, Judge. I, you really are. Uh, what else? Uh, as for you, always do, Claire. As a as <laughs> defense or prosecution, I feel like you always keep us on good, our toes good. I'm glad. in this courtroom. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, as for arresting the wrong person, look. Does it really matter? I mean, <laughs> this guy's done a lot of really bad shit. Arguably worse than robbing this bank, okay? I'm gonna say it. He's done a lot of bad shit. If they have to say that he robbed this bank as well to put him away, what's wrong with that, Brad? Come on. I mean, we can look the other way. Come on, Brad. Right? Right, Brad? No. No. I mean, he's done a lot of bad stuff, you know? <laughs> but this is not one of the things he did. Yeah, but does that really matter, Brad? Yes. Yes, it Why? does. Why? Why does it matter? <laughs> the truth matters mm. <gasps> oh, no. oh boy i live in 2022 i say it doesn't <laughs> uh so yeah there we go i mean so i mean it doesn't matter that they arrested the wrong person did they really this I- guy's done bad stuff come on they're gonna realize i mean you know the police chief already realized that it wasn't him that did the bank robbery so they can go so when they get him to the police station they can go look we messed up okay you didn't do the bank robbery but here's all the other stuff you did so you're still under arrest Okay, bitch. And then, you know. But no, I don't no, think no. That, that... They could do that. They could do that. Yeah. But guess what? A cop's never done that. But they could do it. So what's the problem? They could. They could. But they didn't. We didn't see. They might have done that. The documentary ended. It's never happened before. Are you saying that, that, that cops can't change, Brad? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I just think you're very close-minded. Well, oh. 
cool. <laughs> just gonna put in here. Defense thinks prosecution is closed. <laughs> um, I would just like to say I think one of the defenses that was made was racism. <laughs> I, I, have I, didn't talk about I have it in my I'm notes. Sorry, I didn't talk about his race. Come on. I just talked about his language skills. I like their Hmm. Look, I'm going to hit my gavel just because it needs to happen. Ooh. Like, guys... <laughs> Well, let's keep focus on the case and not name call each other, okay? Thank you, I judge. I, uh, this is, today's courtroom is wild. In just it's a couple spicy. minutes, we've been going, so, <laughs> in ways that I couldn't even imagine. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't want to say this, but I might already be ready to make my judgment, so let's oh, go. Awesome. Okay, I'll... <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to let's hear go ahead and you just, in my favor. No, I just uh. I'd like to just hear closing arguments if if you guys have anything sure. else. To say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually yeah. concerned to ask that question because uh, yeah, I'm absolutely. not sure if I'm ready to hear it, but let let's I I'm a fair judge, so I'd like to give you guys the opportunity to get do some closing statements. I'm Brad, go ahead. You've got the floor. Your honor. The city of New York is clearly at fault here. They're arresting people for crimes they didn't commit. They're torturing innocent people for no reason. Uh, there's clear, clear racism involved with that, by the way. Uh, and also, they are leaving people trapped in this maze of terror they've created without proper signage so that people can have the option to escape. This is not a healthy system. No one should be subjected to this, and we have to hold them accountable. It's the only chance we have to make the world a better place, is to root out this horrific corruption and nonsense. It's gotta stop. Alright, thank thank you. Uh, uh, defense? Uh, I just want to say that New York is full of, like, like innocent people, not corrupt people, um, I don't even know what you're talking about, Brad. And you want to say that this guy was tortured? Um, I didn't see torture. I saw truth encouragement, Brad. Um, so oh. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Did you, wait, wait, wait. What was that? <laughs> truth encouragement? That's what truth I saw. Truth encouragement. Uh, you know. What, what I've was never the truth? heard that statement What was before? the truth they were trying to encourage? The truth. About? About what happened. And how, and, um, did they get the truth from him? No, they weren't encouraging enough. No. <laughs> Oh no. Brad, why did you have to ask? Just <laughs> <laughs> doing my job. Uh, so I just want to say New York is a delightful place. Look, look, Judge Tammy, I'll get rid of you. It was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if sure, we put New please. York on trial and we have to lock New York away, do you know what there'll be? There'll be no sleep no more. There'll be no acro cats. <laughs> there'll be no <laughs> eatery. There'll be no, um, I don't know. Delight, other delightful things. So, are, are those all managed by the city? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, New York's innocent. Case closed. That's my closing statement. <sighs> all right, um, guys, I'm I'm gonna need a stiff drink after this one. Stiff, stiff, very much. So, <laughs> I um, I've heard a lot in the courtroom. I I, I don't even. I mean, I know where I'm gonna go. <laughs> But also, I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> this just so much, so much. So um, I'm going to need a moment. And uh, while I collect myself to be able to 
clearly say what yes <laughs> how how I am judging. Uh, why don't you guys you know play nice, please play nice. Don't no name calling while I'm I'm in my chambers, and I will be back shortly with my verdict. Okay. Hey, Brad. Hey, friend. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Like, I think you did really good, but I mean, I'm sorry, you just just didn't do as good as me. Uh, I, we'll see, we'll see, mm. we'll see. I, I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling on this one. I got a feeling on this one. I mean, no New York, no Broadway, no Superman the Musical. <laughs> um, Superman the Musical is not playing, so. <laughs> but was it playing in 1990? No, it was um, not. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I think it played in 1960-something. Oh. Well, for mind. about five minutes. <laughs> five glorious minutes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, good job, Brad. Like, I, I love working with you, as always. Thank you, thank you. you, know, thank you. Yeah, it's always fun. All right. Uh, guys, I'm coming back to the courtroom. I'm, I'm, I, I drank a little something in my chambers. I'm going to, again, transparency, full transparency in this courtroom, always and forever, but... Um, I just, I wasn't sure what else to do but drink. So It's an open bar court. <laughs> it's just so much. Um, all right. I'm going to start off by saying, Claire, I, I understand you don't want to put the entire city on trial, that there might be some good people there. I do want to hit on the couple of items that you were concerned about mm-hmm. losing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sleep Mo- No More is from the Punch Drunk Theater Company, which I believe they have other locations. <laughs> not just in New York. Uh, Acrobats is a touring show. They happened to be in New York when we were there, but they actually are not based in New York. And Italy, I also believe, is in different no, I won't hear locations. It. No. So I so don't don't be what I'm trying to say is don't worry your pretty little head about losing <sighs> these these hallmark components of New York. That's not going to happen. Also, uh, the the prosecution was very specific in the charges. So while we put the city on trial, it was specific things in the city. Okay. okay. So I just, I just wanted you to ease into, into that and, and take comfort knowing that. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Cause um, I'm sorry, but I, I'll go into these charges. Let's, I, I don't even know how to do this, but let's, <laughs> Let's go one by one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go one. All right. Improper signage. Um, I was very open to this charge, meaning I was open to hearing what, what, okay. What were the myriad of defenses that could have been, you know? Um, I, I think that the prosecution really did a, a good job of talking about the signage, but also the labor and. You didn't bring that up as much, Brad, but I know in the discussion you did bring it up, the, the labor behind the signage and the city kind of fucking with them, too. Um, but I but I was very open to hearing what the defense would be. Uh, but the defense that they were correcting a problem because it was wrong <laughs> just means that the signage was still wrong. It was still wrong, and then it wasn't up. And so people had been using the wrong signage all along. So but is it better that they left it to be wrong, or they corrected it? it mm? But they, but when we are looking at this documentary, they had not corrected it, and even the people that they got to correct it didn't know what was happening. And I am very concerned that those folks, since they did not know what the signage was supposed to be, also may put up the wrong signage nah. again. So um, I'm going to have to say guilty <gasps> on that, even though I will say out of all the charges, I was the m- probably the most open with this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I am... 
Uh, and unfortunately, Claire, I think you actually proved the prosecution's what? point. So, <laughs> um, let's go to wrongful arrest. Uh, yeah, Claire. Yes. You can't just arrest people just because. Well, uh, here's here's the thing. They can and they do. Mm-hmm. They, there's wrongful arrest every day, all day. And it's why it's called wrongful mm-hmm. arrest. Because it's, it's wrong. <laughs> It's guilty, Claire. It's guilty. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong that they did this. But is and it, though? In my court, it, it is. That's why it's called wrongful arrest. And what's great is I get to run this courtroom and I get to judge that they're guilty. <laughs> so um, I wish I could run all the courtrooms at this point because Indeed. it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. And and I do agree the Lambinos probably do have um, a lot of crimes that they could be charged with. Uh, but they were not charged with those crimes. They were charged we with saw the judge. crime. Correct. And we can only judge it based on what we saw. And what we I, saw I is that they were being charged. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can't judge with that. I've got to judge with what I see in front of me and what I hear from the prosecution and defense. Okay. Um, endangering, hostage, uh, endangering hostages, I was also open to this one. I was like, well, I get it. The police stormed in the bank. Um, But maybe if it was like proven that the chief of police for some reason had a valid excuse to do that. Like maybe there was something in there where it's like, well, this definitely proved that he should have went in (laughs) guns a blazing to save those hostages. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead the defense decided to use a capitalist defense. And Mm -hmm. I'm shocked because Claire, you've been in this courtroom a long time. And I feel like if (laughs) all three of us have proven anything as judges, we never take the capitalist defense. (laughs) Um, So I've got to say, you're right. There is. Today's not that day, but I'm going to have to charge you guilty. That's, um, this uh, documentary was released exactly one month after the fall of the Soviet Union. Mm. Like, <laughs> capitalism wasn't at all time high. It didn't need any help. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't need defending, Brad? It didn't no. need defending. All right, well, that's a that's a life lesson, well, I guess, um, for, for all of us, for all of us. Um, all right, and the last one, which is why I had to drink, <laughs> was... <laughs> For the kid- kidnapping and prisoning of the cab driver. Yeah. Claire. Yeah. You're straight up racist. <laughs> I almost had to cut you off in my court. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, my Brad jumped on that a lot quicker than I could because I was too in shock. I don't know what you mean. Uh, um, you can't use the defense as like this because this guy spoke English that it was okay <laughs> to kidnap kidnap and abuse no, I'm him English, like, okay? I'm very insistent that everyone else speaks the Queen's English wow mm-hmm. wow I feel like we're all learning something <laughs> new today <laughs> so I, I have to say guilty to that oh, I couldn't man. even get I, 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 I can't I can't say anything <laughs> more about that because I'm just so shocked. Egg on my face. So yeah, it was um I could have easily just said guilty across the board, but I really thought I, I needed to explain and educate. Maybe this is an education. Okay, I'll try and take it off. <laughs> Thank you. Alright. And I'll I, add it to my I list know of notes. when um 
you know, when we walk into this courtroom, I feel like all of us have been in uh, a very difficult position sometimes, either defending or prosecuting certain people that come into the courtroom. I get it. I understand. I've been there myself. And you're you're only doing your job. <laughs> but I feel like there's there's something like we've got to instill in our own internal courtroom here, like a, a flipping tables... Uh, <laughs> like judgment or something (laughs) that that like if you're just in a place where you have to either defend the person and be racist or just say fuck it i can't do it that we're allowed to just flip a table and it all goes (laughs) okay or something like that's kind of (laughs) because it's it's tough out there sometimes i get it so i'm I'm just gonna try and say this is an educational moment for us (laughs) thank you tammy uh, (laughs) All right, all right, because, yeah, love you both. I hate to see anything like this ever come out again. Melissa, we'll just just close this chapter. (laughs) So, yeah, that was was Judge Jury and Executioner against the podcast versus the city of New York. Guys, that was a lot. That was a lot. It was Um, a lot. Exemplary yeah, work so, by both Tammy and Brad, as always. Thank you, thank you. I, I know you were just doing your best mm-hmm. there, so... Just doing my best. Hopefully you'll never be put in that position <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hope you're All never right. in the position to be wildly racist <laughs> to its cab drivers. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> so next time on the podcast... We are going to talk about... Uh, now, Claire, have you seen this documentary we're talking about next, which is Summer Camp Nightmare? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so, Brad, you brought this to us. So the next time, we are going to talk about Summer Camp Nightmare, and we are going to have the podcast versus Franklin Riley. Mm. And um, I hear it's about some general uprising like in a, a summer scandal. camp situation. Yeah. So um, get ready for the summer, guys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready to die in the sun yep. if you're in Florida. This is um, another documentary I saw many times as a youth. Very nice, nice. very nice. Revolution! To the revolution! To the revolution! To the revolution! Our lead feature for May... <laughs> Summer Camp Nightmare. What started as a summer of fun... Oh, come on, anybody can cross that thing. Oh, yeah? <laughs> became a nightmarish game. I'll do it if you'll do it. In this camp, kids won't just be kids. They'll be killers. Some of us have been talking, and we've decided to take over the camp. Exactly as I say. Do you understand? Here is the latest decree of the Supreme Revolutionary Committee. Controlled by the deadliest one of them all, a maniacal leader. Yes, sir, General. His punishment is to cross the rope bridge. No way, Franklin. I'm not gonna do it. Oh yes, you are. Get him out there, Rock. Hand over hand, Donald. I'm gonna fall. Please, please, Rock. I'm gonna fall. 
Okay, then it's party time at Camp North Pines tonight. A leader who gave them what they thought they wanted. Come on, we're having a real-life revolution with guns and knives and boys and girls sleeping together and everything. It's the best camp ever. Love, Peter. It's a camp where no one is in control. Ow, you're hurting me. You... <laughs> Embassy is promoting Summer Camp Nightmare with a full-size poster and a big advertising push with ads in major trade and consumer magazines video business video store video insider and video software dealer plus video review coming attractions and preview so get ready for a summer of action with summer camp nightmare street date may 13th so brad do you want to tell us who is going to be judge defense and prosecution next time yes so next time for judge, judge jury, jury, and executioner, as judge, Claire. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> prosecution, Tammy. Oh boy. And I will be defending. Oh boy. Listen, Franklin, he's, uh, he's, he's misunderstood, okay? <laughs> I like that you're laying the groundwork. Yeah, already. <laughs> he, he was just trying to... to uh, we'll talk about it next month. We'll talk, uh, exactly. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. Um, I will also say, right, in guys. the documentary just covered, my favorite thing about the whole documentary was the cab driver. So I'm sorry, cab driver. Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. also what what pained me, mm-hmm. Claire, with with you having to defend the city of New York is because I know how much you love that cab, I love driver. cab driver. I know in your in your heart how much you love him. So yeah. that's you know we're we're gonna have to come up with some claws or something in this courtroom <laughs> so we don't have to ever choose to go there again because that was rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, anything else you guys want to say for uh, the documentary uh, Quick Change? Mm, no. <laughs> no. All right. Well, then. Guys, goodbye and fuck off. Case closed. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via true true crime at reactionary-sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at true true crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line, 321-710-4947, and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sas.com. <laughs>